It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of Welcome back, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses Podcast. I am your host, Kevin. As usual, we are so happy to have you down here or here at my living room table yet again. Um, I hope you guys tune into the episode I put out earlier today. Lonnie Holly's Myth is an important album. It's an album everybody needs to hear. Uh, I don't know that Wes Covey and I's discussion was necessarily important, uh, but hopefully we guide you through it or at least brought you to the album. Uh, that is the point after all of doing all this. Um, but I wanted to put out something else today because, uh, you know, look, um, yesterday fucking sucked. Uh, not just here in D.C., for the world, for uh, America. Like, there's some bullshit going on. Um, you know, all know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Kavanaugh. Uh, it's toxic. It's, it's painful. Every time that we seem to be getting up, something like it's another punch down. Um, and myth is sort of explores that, even though it ends on a happy note. Um, but then something um, something happened yesterday, and, and I, I I don't want to just like dwell on a negative note because I think there is hope. There's always hope. Um, and um, yesterday I got to talk to one Israel Nash. You know we we talked about his album Lifted earlier this year. If you haven't heard that album, go out and get it. You need a breakdown of it. Go out and listen to us talking about it. Uh, it's remarkable. It's a bomb. It's a salve. It is. It is a. Uh, it's a beautiful piece of art. Uh, quite the opposite of Lonnie Holly's myth, actually, in that it it takes a break from from really exploring all the the bad things that we're gonna have to deal with. We have to deal with them now. Now is the time. But it takes a break from that to also remind uh, us, the listeners, and 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 his fans that. You know, the, paying attention to the beautiful stuff, uh, the kind stuff, the good stuff in the world, that's important. Uh, that's Otherwise, you get crushed. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Uh, so I was excited to talk to Israel, and um, and he played out here in D.C., a little place outside of D.C., Jam Java. It it rained. It took two hours to get out. But my point is it happened, and, um, you know, when I, when I got out there, they had been watching the Kavanaugh hearings. Um, just like everybody else, and it was a, uh, you, you, you know the mood, like, man, you know how it affects you and how it affects all of us, and it was just sort of like, fuck, man, we should, let's just talk about, not this, not Kavanaugh, but we're gonna talk, and that's what we did, and, uh, it's one of the favorite conversations I've ever had on this podcast, much like, uh, talking to our friend Phil Cook, uh, there is, um, Israel is a, a person who seems to be in tune with stuff out of the, out of his Plum Creek Sound Ranch, uh, for sure. It's out there in the hill country, which we talked about. Um, and uh, so, wanted to get this up pretty quickly. You're gonna hear in the background the uh, the engine of the RV running while we talk because that's life, man. That's what happens. So you're getting an unfiltered chat. Uh, just two dudes talking about uh, art, talking about his music, uh, talking about the world we live in. And hopefully uh, getting a little positivity out in the world uh, on this Friday and uh, when we really need it. So um, let's just get to that. 
Uh, get ready to join me and, and, and Mr. Israel Nash in his RV out in Vienna, Virginia, uh, talking about everything. It's gonna sound like shit on the mics, but I don't care, man. Yeah, this this just fucking. It's happened. like a record. It's like you you know be in the moment and get what you what you have, and it's which, real. Which is kind of what you did with this record, right? Yeah, I mean, it was about to me just trying to find sounds that would lend themselves. You know, I think that as a songwriter, you try to I try to be truthful and write about my life. That's what kind of gives yeah. me some inspiration about thoughts or past reflections, yeah. forward ideas, visions, dreams, hopes, feelings. Yeah. You yeah, know, all of it. <laughs> all that stuff. And I and I feel like, you know, having the studio and producing records, I for this one I wanted to bring that truth from a sonic level too, and I thought the best way to do that since these songs so much represent my yeah. life there in the hill country, would it be get s- sounds from the hills? And you went out and you went out and did that. And I uh, hunted for sounds. Something, uh, is it Mindbacher? Is it his last name? Um, from uh, um, not Ockerville River. He was Ockerville River. I forget the name of his band. Uh, the new band is. Um, oh, damn. I forgot all the names of the bands. He did the same thing. He's out near you. Really? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they used a lot of found sounds in their stuff and crafted in these like beautiful things. Wow. With you, that didn't seem obvious from like your earlier stuff. Um, neither did this album. As, as like mm-hmm. a huge fan, like it, it, there's certain elements that struck me as like, that's unique. That's a, that's, and then I see you in Rolling Stone, which is like, that's crazy yeah. because, uh, I remember you like way back when, but you weren't always in the hill country. Mm-mm. So where you started off in New York city playing, right? I did. Um, you know, I started off before that, I guess in Missouri oh, yeah? in Columbia, Missouri, you know, that's where I went to school and started, started bands and yeah. started doing it. And then shortly thereafter moved to New York and, and lived there for, you know, six years. And I made the first two albums yep. in New York, uh, New York town and barn doors. And, you know, it was really barn doors that, cause I think New York timing the first, you know, proper studio in New York city. And, yeah. and, uh, I mean, I can remember walking from my lower East side apartment, you know, to, to Chelsea and, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so and it was just, you know, there was something romantic about that time, but by barn doors, you know, I had found this old barn in the Catskills and decided that we were going to just get a bunch of gear and ha- met some more friends, made some more friends, many of them in the band and my engineer and got gear and went to the studio. You, th- you think that came from just uh, a general curiosity about songwriting and like method or just from like where in Missouri were you? Because, I was in the Ozarks. So, yeah, so it's pretty rural. Yeah. So it, it came from because that idea of. Um, studio space you can walk into like this highly appointed studio and whatever but then mm. you can do something like that something you're doing now out in the hill country uh, yeah. something like nico case had her barn yeah uh stuff like that like where why isn't that like a natural instinct for everybody just be like i'm just gonna go man <laughs> <laughs> um you know i don't know i i think early on i i thought i i, I think i, I knew that the studio was an amazing place because, yeah. you know, you could get your ideas out and listen to them immediately. And yeah. 
that night you could be putting them in your car and cranking them and you know yeah, there's yeah. that's exciting um and it's still a, very much so is but there's also uh, a level of comfort that maybe i didn't have in the studio a discomfort that was maybe by the formality of some right. things like Ooh, do i need to put a coaster down oh, this is a nice place right, like right. Oh, don't put your beer there you know just kind of feeling like it's not your house yeah you know and um so i wanted a place i, I started to realize that just the vibe just mm-hmm. the space you know really had magic in it and and just kind of having a place that didn't have clocks and didn't have a place that you had to check out by midnight or one, you know, the, yeah. uh, just minimal rules. Um, so you just kind of got in and were captivated by the surroundings where you were just sort of hold up to be creative. And yeah. Track, yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's a weird luxury that I think um, you have to decide to do uh, that. A lot of people haven't quite got there. Because they'll yeah. take the, like, well, I'm in this studio, you know, like you said, you're a guest, but it's like, that's the only access, you know, that, like, in the 90s, or 80s, too, like, it developed into, like, DIY recordings. You can yeah. do it in your house. Now you can do everything in your house. Yeah. We do a whole fucking podcast from my basement, so, yeah. like, it's not, um, and, uh, you know, but having that, like, creative luxury, uh, I mean, do you, was that, like, taking a chance for you? Because I know early on, like, Rain Plains, for example, mm-hmm. that's where I came to your music yeah. that was bigger in europe mm-hmm. in the u.s like people just weren't fucking with it. <laughs> like, yeah I mean, for lack of yeah better. it was released a year before than it was in the states yeah yeah and you know right especially in today's music culture you would think like well shit i'm not making it in the states but like what, yeah. what am i gonna do but you like embraced europe right yeah i mean i embraced europe early on i mean they were fans from the beginning for my first yeah. album so, you know, I've had a, a good fan base there, great fans yeah. for a long time that stay with me, you know, yeah. and and get new ones along the way. So, you know, I think that I had that for the first album. So it's like, at that time, it was, man, why is this not happening in the States? I'm right. not good albums, I think, you know, and they're well-received over here. So there's a confidence that sure. gives you that it's like... This is not. This is not right, in my head. Right, just because right. my mom said I was good. Right. You know? right. Some people actually think yeah. I'm good. And um, it's a weird thing. Like people chase, and instead of like, and again, I think it is just you have to. It's a decision you make as an artist or or a creative, um, and it's a hard decision because, like, the prospect I would imagine of like, well, they like it over in Europe, so I'm just going to go over there a lot. Yeah. My guy living in New York City from Missouri is like not an easy choice. Um, well, I mean, I'm f- at this point in my life, I, I just, I'll, you know, I'll play where, where the play people right, are. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what you learn to appreciate. So I was playing in Europe and, and really, you know, excited. But at some point I was like, well, why doesn't this happen in the States? And, <laughs> right. and over time I've had some really good markets in the States and some really good fans yeah. and some, um, and have been able to have a home here and feel like, uh, I feel like now I'm just more deeply appreciative of, Hey, I can play music. Yeah. It's as simple as, you know, playing, playing out live and performing and being on tour is, is by no means directly related to writing and making records, you know? And it's a beautiful thing to come out and to go all over the world and see that there are people that are deeply a part of that. And, you know, it's, it's that music that connects people 
I've learned to, first of all, deeply appreciate that, that it's like bigger, even bigger than music. It's like music has been a vehicle for me to meet people and, and be, that's kind and of what listening share. is about. Yeah. And to share something with yeah. people. Um, so I think I just, and it's going out and, and receiving that currency. Yeah. Um, and also playing and touring yeah. and being able to make a living to come back and to be a grown man and, yeah, you know, sit out on the back porch and do as I please and make songs. You know? Yeah. So you, I need that balance to be able to, to, to come back and have reflections and it's changed my life to be on the road, you know, being in Europe and experiencing these things for the right, first time. Right. You know? And you know, different reactions from different cultures. You, you get to try stuff out you get to experience other stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's funny. You, you mentioned like, you know, what that part of music is about. That's a question I started asking this year. Um, cause we've been doing this for like seven years. And, um, part of it was, I was just talking about Phil Cook. Uh, I've talked to him extensively about it, but it was, uh, I had actually been revisiting, um, the album before Lifted. And then, uh, I heard Lifted was coming out and I think I got it. And I was just like, holy shit. Like I get this. I mean, first of all, for people who are listening, who haven't heard your stuff, You've got a vibe, man. I mean, that's the, that's the best way to describe it. Uh, my lady was like, "Is Neil Young gonna sue him?" And like, <laughs> but she means that in like a high compliment, right? Because uh, he has a vibe. Like, it's it's tapped into a little more than you know, Phil Cook has a vibe. It's a little more tapped into what is going on in the world, and a little like less disposable music as far as like maybe this can enrich you and stuff. Yeah, I think and, there's more depth in, in music. There than, has to be. Yeah. There has to be because you write these songs about your experience, but even you can't really imagine how, like I'm going to interpret it, how yeah. other people are connect that. Yeah. And then when you engage with that, I mean, it's just just this huge tapestry of stuff. And I think with Lifted though, uh, you became one of, uh, in a good way, like the gatekeepers. I think in reading about this, when we reviewed this, um, you said uh, essentially like this was you dealing with the times like we're, we're sitting here at the Kavanaugh hearing yeah. going on right yeah. so yeah. listen to this and uh, any like sane minded people I think have those same thoughts but like I'm not going to go out I'm going to listen to something like you and, it, mm-hmm. and it's, it became fascinating to me how like you obviously have your things that you take comfort in and stuff, but you made your own thing yeah. to comfort you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you know starting out on Lifted that that's what it was going to be? It, you know, it, it felt early on as I, cause I think, you know, rolling on was an anchor song. Yeah. Um, and looking glass was an anchor song. And those were songs about, you know, moving forward. Like those were songs about, I th- the power of love and finding finding deeper things and it's yeah. you know I've I, I like I'm I like to be aware of what's going on and I've written you know political songs and I'm mm-hmm. still writing those but I think giving the kind of political landscape and 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 a couple of years ago when I was started writing this stuff it was mm-hmm. finding a release because all my friends around me were depressed you know yeah. Trump was elected and no, that's, that's, it was that's shocking. Thing. Yeah. And in my circle of friends and the people that I'm with, you know, there was an energy, a, a sadness that you felt. And, and I think that that, that was a song of, you know, beyond, beyond the condition of our country. And it's sometimes it's hard to, to 
to take take away from like what's going on and i'm i always want us to do we to be woke and stirred sure but sure. i wanted to i guess make an album of finding some deeper things to to take solace in and to appreciate because i think it's through those reflections that you you know you find more love and you appreciate more people and if if we could do more of that and that's the key right then that maybe that's a, a greater solution than having an argument right and that's the key <laughs> and I, don't, I don't think that's hippie shit yeah i, I don't either i, I think it's just I, simple human condition I, yeah i think i think it's where we're at as people even if you're good you know and and you fight the good fight or whatnot there's still now an edge yeah. and, I, and i worry that we can't get it like dialed back in but if you figure that out that like love really is such a huge component of this <laughs> yeah that if you can't if you can't find it like within you like i, I don't know i don't know what's gonna happen yeah I agree. and it can be anything it can be like looking at your music it can be like loving your cat it can be playing a yeah. video game like figure out and i don't mean self-care i mean figure out how you can take that time out to become more empathetic to your human condition there's yeah. a quote that says like it's not a team uh it's Life is, in fact, a team sport. It's not an individual thing, yeah. regardless of how isolated you are or, or whatnot. You know, it's not. I mean, you're out in the hill country, yeah. so, but uh, you do you interact through your music. You, yes, you, you do all that, and and I know you have people out there uh, to play, uh, especially like South by Southwest. You did yeah. a few events from the hills with love. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, and and like that is so important, and it's so like it so richly came across and lifted every i mean there's gonna be uh eduardo and his wife sasha are gonna be here and i i would never have pegged sasha for like liking your stuff it's her favorite thing because wow. she she just mm-hmm. resonates with that with what you're doing and then you find your way in and it's it's like if this was jazz if this was noise but if there's something in there fuck man oh, i feel that love so i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna figure this out and you learn about everything along the way yeah. with these songs i mean i, I I'm also a sucker for the hill country. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, sweet Springs is, you know, if you've been out, you live there, but if you've been out there, I first went out there in 2007 okay. and we were there for ACL festival and, uh, new lady just started dating and, uh, she was like, we should go to the hill country. Cause she went to rice. Okay. So she, she was Texas, but, uh, from Milwaukee, but, and I was like, yeah, man, cool. I've been on the East coast my whole life. Let's do this. And instantly we went out to Paternalis Falls. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's like 10 minutes away from my house. Right. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, you get out there and people talk about the big sky of Texas, but they don't, there's, there's, there's something magic happening there. there. It's a vibe that you can just sit and you can st- you can sit at Petronas Falls more than any waterfall and just like find some weird focus as to what's yeah. going on there. So how did you get out there from New York and touring in Europe? I you know I think it found me like in so many ways. It's uh, we my wife and I knew that we wanted to get out of New York. You yeah. know that's so I had been touring in Europe for a couple of years and it it felt like okay I can do this anywhere. Yeah. Um, let's go to a place that we can buy some land and build a studio and do these dreams that I had for a long time. That suspiciously close to Willie Nelson's ranch that's happening. <laughs> right there. Well, there you also see a commonality that yeah. you know a lot of the. Uh, I'm not the only you know singer songwriter that wanted to get no. some land and get some space and yeah. 
I think that there is. I think that I I saw that and like oh, I want to do that. Yeah. But then you also realize there's the, the there's a timeless a- element of that your heroes and wherever you are in your career, wherever I am at, no matter how grand that success is in the eyes of, of the public or something that that we are we are these cogs in this wheel yep. of musicians and we're similar ilk and we'll continue to put push that forward yeah um so that's it's kind of been a that's been a a real kind of passion for me to accept to understand that to, yeah that and we're all doing that not just the songwriters but you know there are people before us that shape our lives Right, and right, even right, we right, don't right. know them and we have a responsibility right. and that's like that that's the the widow song is about that yeah because um, someone built the house that i live in back in the 70s yeah had a life there and said man this is beautiful yeah look at that and think they, about see, that back in the 70s how how different not just because of the 70s in the hill country specifically yeah how differently you know again for people who don't know it's a largely like germanic like old germanic towns out there yeah you can find like a beer hall we did. We went to a place that, yeah. before we went to Lukenbach, we went to some place and got schnitzel is Yeah. And it's this weird like whiplash of like beauty, built in culture, uh old culture, mm-hmm. uh settler culture and, yeah. and stuff like stuff like that that you like you said, you you, you pick up on and pay attention and, and And it's a part of the land. Like you said, you yeah. feel that there's vibes there and it's you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of artists that live out in, in yep. the Hill Country. Um, and very much live like I do where it's like, you don't have a lot of neighbors. You're out maybe down a dirt road and that's what you wanted, you know? And, um, so that's been a magical place to, to ride and to live, to raise my daughter. And, you know, that's all, that's the home she knows, you know, jumping in mud puddles when we do get the rain and, you know, going down to the studio and meeting the long hairs. It's also an interesting way to, um, I don't want necessarily say teach empathy because i mean it is kind of sheltered it's certainly sheltered from this yeah um and i wonder sometimes if that isn't very important because you can always educate people to the bad stuff but i think it's harder to learn the good stuff. and i think you find it in the country i think you find it in nature i think that um i don't know if you ever listened to alan watts yeah um i think he was spot on about this that you know, this doesn't have to be again this hippie shit or this hoodoo voodoo. No, put no. some oils and crystals everywhere. That, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be that. You know, it's if about, that's your way, then peace. fine. Yeah. It's about peace. It's and and I do think that there's there are naturally organic things about human beings. And you know, like Alan Watts says, look, we live in these houses, and you know, the RVs an example. You have straight lines and boxes, and yep. you he, you know he talks about looking out in nature and you see None you know squiggly lines and yeah. it's chaos yet it's all connected you know and i think that nature helps you realize your smallness of this stuff goes on and sometimes we don't appreciate and i I talk about this and and i got it from george harrison but it's you know see the beauty that surrounds you yeah feel that beauty you know like we don't see the 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 majestic like elements of the fact you know this tree is growing out of the ground and there's birds flying around and we don't have to do a damn thing except soak it in right you know and it's like we have these naturally ingrained things that are just so instinctual to humanity just like you know that every who doesn't you know stand on in front of a beach and and just smile and relax you know the sound Um, of the ocean is like the best music i think ever created yeah and and you don't even know where it came from or why like all that water we were out in hawaii uh i was there for the first time and being on uh, Kauai and just it's 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 pure, man. I've never been. I, I, I oh, think dude. I'm gonna go. Yeah, you, my, my wife and I are talking about going like in the next it is, few months. It's pure and it's 
you're on the beach and this just force of this it's shaped out of lava and there's chickens running around and it and you don't there's nothing to do like you sit you can read you can not read you can listen to music you can play music um and you're surrounded forcibly forcibly surrounded by nature because you just can't build shit Mm -hmm. there uh especially on some of the islands like the ones blown up (laughs) But, but it's yeah that i think that's essential and i I wonder if back to what the meaning of music is and like maybe art in general, that's sort of the, not the key, but maybe lay down the path, you know, the stones to get to that. Because uh, I'm not a person who makes the argument like we're lost in our phones, technology, blah, blah. I love technology, whatever. I mean, it's a choice. Yeah. You choose to plug in or you don't. And I mean that to your technology or to the world. Yeah. And decide it. So, like, I wonder if the the art, the music, is just just the way to get there, man. For people who can't. Yeah. Well, I think that's you know, I think that it's important. Like I was saying earlier, it's. I mean, this society is the world that we live in, and yeah. we 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 need to to be a part of it. But it, you have to. I think that what nature helps you realize is that this stuff is made up. The society. That's, these are made exactly up structures, right. and they're different everywhere. And they're right. more drastically different even outside right. the Western world. Right. You know, um, that, you know, like I got into like Buddhism and like the Ching and, and yeah. things that are very Eastern and people that like, do things incredibly different and, and right. cultures have been shaped by different ideas. Yeah, yeah. And again, that even that culture is built on things that are, are made up and gathered collectively or whatnot. So, so say, so say you, you don't want to be a monk, though. How, no. how do you how do you then keep from being like a complete like anarchist anarchy is good but like and saying like this stuff is made up therefore it doesn't matter because this stuff actually does this it does and that, what we're in music got you here. music music That's, is not made up you know not, you're I right mean, shows might be booked and tickets might be right. sold and yep. press you know interviews might be planned but music doesn't have that you no. know judgment and i think that's the beauty of music that it brings people together and they can share in something that's beautiful mm-hmm. and that's that's where love and things like that live yeah. and the beautiful things yeah whether it be nature or music just something that captivates you in a way and puts you at ease and i think it's collecting those kind of feelings right inspiration good feelings it, you know if people can take that out of a show or a record even just for 10 minutes or an afternoon yeah. and it's like inspires them to do something you know i met a guy that picked started picking up guitar um because he was a fan of my songs and wanted to learn how to play some oh, of them. See, and now he plays with his dad every Thursday night. And he, his, this guy's 50 years old. His dad's in his why? 70s. That brought them together, and it's way bigger than me. Why, you know, you, why do you think everybody doesn't do that? Because, how look, how easy is that? That is actually easy. You go, you find a $25 guitar, you pick it up, and you play it. Yeah. Or you just sing. Yeah. So why don't more people do that? Um, how, how are we going to get... How are you going to get more I think they're, you know, they get conditioned. They need to be broken out of that. And I think, unfortunately, like hard times, you know, severe times can do that. Um, I'm hopeful that people can appreciate and reflect and, and, you know, maybe be inspired. And I I keep on talking about that, too, like inspiration, you know, where it's like that's what makes an album. And it's a bunch of inspirations, you know, even, you know, hunting for sounds, writing you know, from a lyrical standpoint, a musical standpoint, producing a record, bringing a bunch of people. There's all these inspirations yeah. that I'm trying to get. And then I'm trying to get a band to be inspired too. And to see that inspiration grow Yeah, where it's like, Oh, I did this thing. And oh, that inspired you to do, 
Johnny, this right, part. Right, that's right. that's how that's it's contagious. And I think that you know, I mean, I meet fans that are that are deeply moved and a part of this, and I have to believe that that gives them inspiration in the evening or that they're, they're feeling right. good at night. Yeah. And from that goodness, maybe something even more important and bigger can happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It inspired like good ideas, inspire good ideas yeah. and you just keep it going and try yeah. to get in tune with it. If, um, or do you produce any other artists or just yourself? Um, yes, I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I helped produce, uh, the banditos last album. Oh, no shit. Um, Joanna Surratt, who's a label mate of mine from Spain. Yeah. Um, and are you recording them at the studio? Yes. That's kind of, that was the long-term kind of plan with the studio, to have yeah. a place I could write, I could make my own records, that I could produce records. Yeah. And lastly, you know, sometimes I'm not involved and people are, are booking the space and making records. But to share in that kind of model that I've found peaceful. And that's, that's what the party's about too, is that it's yeah. brought me so much peace and love that I, you know, it's like yeah. come out here and sh- I mean, share it. I wanted to, I want to share that, that yeah. moment. And it's been incredibly and people rewarding. Up, and people pick up on the vibe. People are just smiling ear to ear, like so many yeah. people and it's varied but, people. And that's what I continue to see too, Kev, where it's like varied people that are like, you know, I have a show, maybe people that I might not be associated with and, and, as an artist yeah. and living out in the hill country, but it's like, I'll meet fans where this guy's a, a, a deputy sheriff. And this person is, you know, mm-hmm. a, an old, you know, hippie artist. And this person is, you know, they're, they're just varied individuals that kind of come together. And that's what I see. It's like people that might not even be in the same room ever. Yeah. And there's, there's gotta be beauty there's, in that. There's, gotta, you know? there's beauty in that. If you, um, uh, Minor suggestion: You should like make it a new Lukenbach, a, a competing Lukenbach. Uh, have you been out there? I, mean, I have sure. not. Are you really? No. Uh, I don't leave the ranch. I travel a bunch, and I just stay at the ranch. I don't it, leave. It, if you're the, if you're in town, when <laughs> they we're deliver there, groceries out there now. Holy shit! Yeah. So and you have Jester King. So yeah. Like, <laughs> so, uh, if if you're there next time we're in Austin, like we will drag you out there because okay. it I'm is uh, people show up with their trailers and they're, this is a totally different kind of beauty but they're trailers with horses attached uh people who don't go to shit this is the music they have we saw ray benson with dale watson play nice and people were lined up to dance they probably don't have a cd of either of these guys they're yeah. just like here's the guys playing, a yeah. playing and there are even some like surly people there some big old like country rednecks mm-hmm. and by the end of it they're smiling and it's just like it's 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 magical it's a ley line it's what Sounds like your place is. Yeah. Now it's just like at a point where it's just like everything is collecting and people can come and focus and then, and like what we've been talking about, figure shit out. And that's what community is about. Yeah. That's what, you know, that's what respect is, you know, like we're yeah. talking about. And that is the stuff that heals problems and divisions and differences so. between people. I think so. They can at least get them to sit, or, sit around and talk to each other and yeah. have, have a respect and love for each other. And, you know, and I, I think that, uh, a big part of that's truth and honesty yep. and you know that like listening to guys like Beto yeah. hearing that guy speak you know yeah hearing the sincerity and the uh the flexibility to to listen to to someone's point of view and to, and to talk to them it right. doesn't have to be a heated argument that we're right. going to debate right now and sometimes it's it might be hard to hold your tongue for 
Which, Someone who's you know seen some things and progressed and, in this world and don't have such a small opinion of it. Yeah, and speaking of Beto, like that's a thing. So being like we're we're in like the seat of power. We're in yeah. where all the politics are. Having been here for many many years, um, it's like music. You can tell when it's authentic, yeah. right? Because all these dudes say it. They don't fucking mean it. Look at yeah. you, Jeff Flake. Uh, but you know, like, but you hear Beto. Beto just did an event here, and he means it. He means it. You can tell. And, and, compared, and compared that, that to Ted Cruz. Was, compared to Ted Cruz. Does yeah, yeah. not mean it and, at and, all. And, and you can look, tell that. That people in those positions of power uh, are ultimately more susceptible to corruptibility. So that doesn't mean yeah. he'll always mean it, but it doesn't matter because he means it now. Yeah. And that's that's that's, a, that's, a, that's a huge start. Because, uh, I mean, it's such a bigger disservice whether you're a, a like a politician, whether you're Ted Cruz, yeah. or whether you're not, and you're willing to 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 advocate something that you know is not true. Yeah. And that's a disservice to people, you know, Yeah, and a disservice to, you know, yeah, I, I think it's, it, that's a problem. So, you know, I think that I want I want to see truth in whatever it is, whether it's politics or, or music or relationships, Yeah, you know, and I don't think truth has to be as simplified as just telling the truth, but it's like being yourself, yeah, you know, what when you see it, you man. know, be honest, yeah. you know, yeah, which can be scary, but you yeah. know what? <laughs> Fucking be scared. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, and then you get otherwise... through, it and you're like, "That wasn't so bad." Right. That's and then exactly, you'll do something yeah. else that's, that was scary. That's exactly you it. You know, and that's growth. And, and I, I think that's why that's why people need to pick up guitars. They need to grow. This is the biggest reason. There's an end. Yeah. Even if you believe in afterlife, there's an end to this. Yeah. So, will you want to hate? Your way to that end, yeah. Or do you want to like take those chances? Do you want to figure it out? Do you want to feel better? Do you, do you want to have an ideology that you know? Oh, you know that you're such a racist that you're hanging rebel flags in your window, like yeah. that you're you're so into your cause that you're <laughs> yeah. consumed by it. I yeah. mean, that makes no sense to live a life of of hatred or or negativity. Yeah, um, it seems that humans have such a great ability to learn and to grow, and like I've seen that need in my life, um, even even outside of an ide- ideological sense, but just writing and recording where it's i didn't know how to operate a studio when sure, i first got sure. it like how to patch this in and you learn things and that's the beauty yeah. it's like well, i want to grow and i i want i don't want to make the same record every time no, no. and just because i made this hearing, wall of, hearing the drums on this record i was like those are pop drums dude uh, <laughs> I, was like, I put some so different i put some some sounds i wanted to play around yeah and you know the next record might might not be some wall of sound like that i, I want to be able to go places and I want to kind of master or attempt to master a, a number of different recording styles yeah, and incorporating yeah. things and using the space. And that's been inspiring, you know, yeah. to, to grow, to grow. Absolutely. Oh, I can do this now. Yeah. Cause then, yeah, you get over those fears. Right. Right. And you just, you just keep on going. And, um, I, the good thing about all that is that it will sound like you. It will. You've in, just the three albums that I've heard, but even you go back and start with your first album, uh, you've uh, you've established the Israel Nash brand. Uh, <laughs> there is, uh, you know, the Neil Young joke aside, there's nothing quite like your music, and uh, so yeah, you should know that. That's what Thank everybody. You. That's what everybody says. And this album specifically lifted from everybody on our crew is like it helps, and it helped us, and it helped us. It help stuff like this helps in dark days. And we're in pretty dark days, and so maybe yeah. you need it. So. Yeah, well, that's why I wrote it. Yeah, man. <laughs> trying to get out of them. Yeah, but uh, you got a show to do. Thank you so much for talking, and uh, I can't wait to see what you do. Yeah, man, thanks so much, brother. All right, man. I know
Israel Nash, right there for you. Uh, that was a that was a treat to hang out in the RV. The show afterwards was was uh, icing on the cake, man. Was, they are so good live. That band is is so tight, and um, his tour rolls on. He's going to be in Pittsburgh tonight. He's uh, got I don't know a bunch more dates, man, but he's going to be out there. Go see him if he's coming to your town. Hopefully, we'll catch up with him sooner rather than later. I really want to get out to Plum Creek Sound. Um, I just want to get to the hill country, but the 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 bonus that him and his family are out there is just uh, you know go out there and um, commune with nature and whatnot and see see the get up and uh, and uh, you know get some positivity in, in in my life in your life and everything. But but uh, hopefully we'll do that. Thanks again to Israel. Uh, you mentioned or we mentioned Beta O'Rourke. You know to get back to the real world right here. It's important not just to you support somebody like Beta O'Rourke. Uh, but the political candidates that you are um, that are trying to do good here, uh, you know, I mentioned in, when we brought them up, uh, n- nobody is incorruptible. I, I don't want to put out that myth uh, or even entertain it for a second. But uh, we have these moments; we have to grasp onto them. And when people are trying to do good, we need to support them um, because what we saw today or Thursday. Uh, was and I say this as a cis hetero white male that uh, we saw the the grossness and the long lasting damage and the uh, just basic wrongness that uh, cis hetero white males have have wrecked on, upon this planet upon this generation upon this uh, our history uh, and it's it's coming to an end I think I truly believe that uh, it has to but. Um, but we can fight it, and the fight is here, and the fight is now. So um, open your ears, open your hearts, open your wallets uh, to people trying to do good who need your financial support. Uh, do what you can. Uh, be like PJ Sykes, basically. <laughs> uh, be, the, be the guy out there uh, making change in his community. And um, and every little bit at a time, I think you know it's going to be some dark times ahead, but we can we can get through it, and we can make this uh, you know make make a better world together uh the world that maybe is hinted at in israel nash's music how's that to wrap it up uh that is it for this second episode on this friday of chunky glasses the podcast if you like what you heard you can subscribe to us on itunes you can leave us a rating or a message there you can also listen to us in google play Mixcloud, stitcher or spotify um coming up in the next few weeks i said we're going to talk to sean barna uh that's looking. i'm looking forward to that minx miracle medicine uh, has an album coming out. We're going to be talking with them. Mary McLaughlin, our friend, Mary McLaughlin. She's got something out that's it's great, and uh, so we're going to talk to her. Also, I think uh, in the interest of positivity or just an escape, we, we, taped, a, uh, we taped an episode where we uh, sort of dissected Huey Lewis and News as sports, and uh, for lack of a better term, we got fucked up. <laughs> and and it's, it's kind of a mess, but it's kind of the point of what Israel and I were just talking about. Uh, you find the thing and you do the thing that brings you joy to find peace. So 
it's not so much about Huey Lewis in the news or about us even getting fucked up. Uh, it is about, um, in my mind, me and, and Eduardo and Drew sitting in the basement, um, being friends and, and working through shit while we do shit on mic for you. And uh, so that's probably going to come out Saturday. If you guys want to drink some beers and hang out with us on Saturday talking about Huey Lewis in the news virtually, then uh, maybe we're going to do that. So that's it. We're out of here. We'll be back next week. Uh, until then, be good to your ears, but, uh, and I mean this, this every week, but I mean this, be, be, be much better to your people, uh, because we have to. Talk to you guys soon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!